We are live. Awesome. Well, welcome, Brendan and Joel. Um, as you know, I'm Sarah. And today we're going to be talking about Minecraft and coding. And um, we have about an hour to discuss this. I'm really excited. So first of all, we're brought here because of Connected Learning TV. Um, they were kind enough to host us on this live kind of broadcast webinar, whatever you might want to call it. This is the third webinar, actually, in the November 2015 series titled Supporting Connected Learning Experiences in Minecraft. So this whole series is all about using Minecraft um, in learning experiences and using it to teach different to topics. And um, this whole series is brought to you, um, produced by, brought to you by uh, Connected Camps, which is um, really awesome, so check them out. First of all, if you're watching right now, be sure to share with your networks, start tweeting about it, get people to watch live, but don't worry because we will be posting it later on the Connected site, and I will let you all know that information as we get towards the end. Um, so like I said, my name is Sarah Guthels, and I am one of the co-founders and the CTO of ThoughtStem, and what we do is we make software to teach kids how to code, specifically how to write Minecraft mods. So um, we wrote Learn to Mod, and it's basically this online IDE where kids write um, either using Blockly or JavaScript, and they make server-side and client-side Minecraft mods. Um, I have my PhD in computer science but with a focus on education because um, my passion is really seeing every single person in the world learning at least a little bit of coding. Um, before we dive into our chat, um, oh, sorry, hello. Our other people here, <laughs> this is Brendan and this is Joel. Um, Brendan here is from um, Institute of Play. And did you want to kind of give a short, brief introduction to yourself? Yeah, sure, of course. So uh, yeah, my name is uh, Brendan Trombley. Uh, I'm a game designer with the Institute of Play. Uh, I have experience working with uh, teachers and other educators in designing uh, many forms of game-like learning. Uh, I have a huge interest and passion in Minecraft. I'm a huge Minecraft fan myself and a player. Uh, and I've, I've also done a lot of work around teaching kids to code in Minecraft. Uh, in this, for the past year, I have been uh, collaborating with Connected Camps, actually, to uh, do some uh, coding learning in Minecraft uh, around the computer craft mod. So I'll be talking a little bit about that later. Awesome, awesome. And we also have Joel here from Minecraft EDU. Joel, do you want to give a brief introduction? Um, sure. Uh, well, I'm a former classroom teacher myself, and I've been using Minecraft with students since uh, super, super early versions of the game. Uh, I actually had the honor of introducing the game to about 120 uh, second graders. They had never seen it before, which is almost mind-blowing to think that some adult could introduce Minecraft to 100 kids. Yeah. Um, but for the past few years, I've been working full-time uh, at the company that I co-founded called Teacher Gaming. And as you said, we make Minecraft EDU, which is a version of Minecraft designed for the classroom to make it easier for teachers and students to get started and do the, uh, have the type of experiences, teach the type of lessons that the teacher wants. Um, and we work with some other games too, and we've, we've also uh, designed some other curriculum and worked with museums and done other uh, kinds of trainings. Um, and so we are currently, uh, this is probably be my one and only plug here, but you know, so we're currently the only place that if you're a teacher and you want to get started with Minecraft in the classroom, we're the only place to go and get it, uh, get the game at a discount. Um, you can host the server yourself, do whatever you want. Um, if you'd like to pay us to host the server for you, we can do that as well. Um, and we love people coming to us with crazy ideas about how they want to use Minecraft and, and helping them get, get it going, get it off the ground. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we, we over here at Thoughtsome love Minecraft EDU. We actually made sure that we, we'd be able to, to work with you guys because that's just such a great way to get teachers involved. Um, so we love it. Great. Well, before we get into any um, big discussions, I wanted to make sure our viewers knew how to ask us questions because that's going to be really important here. Um, there are lots of ways you can ask us questions. Two ways that you can ask us on Twitter is by using the hashtag connected learning or the hashtag CCAMPS for connected camps. So the hashtag connected learning or the hashtag CCAMPS. Or if you're watching live on the Google Hangout event, there's a little Q&A button that you can click and you can ask questions there. All of the questions will be monitored by our connected learning hosts and they'll be sending them to us through our chat and we can, we can answer this for you. So please don't hesitate to ask us anything. This webinar is also being co-streamed on the National Writing Project's innov EducatorInnovator.org. So you can either watch it on the um, Google Plus event, Connected Learning, EducatorInnovator.org. Great. Awesome. So I'm just going to start out with a couple of brief questions about Minecraft and coding. Um, actually, maybe the best way to do this is to have each of us kind of describe how we bring coding and Minecraft together in the classroom. Um, so, Brendan, do you want to go ahead and start us off with how does coding and Minecraft coexist in your world? Okay, so yeah, in my world, um, like I said earlier, uh, I, I've been focusing mostly on um, the, the mod computer craft, which essentially puts uh, programmable robots and computers into the game Minecraft. Uh, and those, those computers and robots actually do things in the game once you program them. And, and they use a real programming language called uh, Lua. Um, and so what that basically means is that you can program these little robots to go around and do tasks for you in the game that might be like tedious or, um, or just kind of anything that a player can do, you can program the robots to do. And so uh, that kind of creates a really interesting learning space where the, where, where the kids are, are presumably uh, motivated to learn how to code so that they can make certain tasks in Minecraft easier on themselves. And so it's kind of this really interesting problem-solving space that has kind of these immediate rewards for kids. And that's kind of in contrast to some other learning, coding learning environments where you have to put in a lot of work to get, you know, just a simple pixel to be drawn on the screen. And so I really enjoyed the, the sort of immediate... Um, kind of immediate feedback and immediate kind of uh, benefit you can gain by, by using this form of coding. So that's kind of that in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, this, this immediate gratification, this immediate visual representation of code um, is really, really important. We actually studied this a lot over at UCSD um, where we did a lot of, you know, um, uh, introductory computer science courses, AP computer science courses, and these write all this code to make one line drawn on the screen is not that interesting. Um, you, you need that kind of motivation, and internal motivation, um, intrinsic motivation to be able to guide students. So I love that. I love that. What kinds of things do students um, kind of make? Like what is what are the tasks that, that the kids really love to make um, using your computer craft or the one your courses? Um, so I've noticed that, uh, you know, kids First of all, just like making the, the turtles move around, I like to do a lot of little maze challenges and, and get them get them kind of started that way. Um, I've noticed that their interests take them into um, building pretty pretty quickly, so they want to learn how to program. They're called turtles, these little robots. They're called turtles, which is an a old, old school reference to anyone who knows the old logo language. Um, so uh, I, I, kids generally, if they're left to follow their own interests, will, will try to get turtles to build houses or... Um, I've even seen them try to like design like delivery systems so that the turtles go do little delivery missions for each other. 
Um, I've also seen a lot of interest in sort of like security. You know, kids kids are really into having their own space in Minecraft. That's like a huge motivator for a lot of them. So um, being able to like password protect your doors or, or your, your chests or whatever um, is also like a really big thing for them. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Seems to be a lot of a lot of similarities between what we like to do with our students. So yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, awesome. So Joel, uh, I think it's appropriate for you to kind of describe your world of coding in Minecraft now because you, you do something kind of a little different but similar, right? Sure. Um, well, we also uh, sort of have our own t tweak on uh, the computer craft model um, that I'll that I'll talk about in a second. But you know, just just speaking more broadly, um, you know, talking to teachers that, that use Minecraft Edu. I mean, there's there's a huge range of coding activities that you can do with with Minecraft that I think we're going to dive into just start picking them apart um, today. So I mean, it's it's really a spectrum from sort of easy coding, light, computational thinking experiences in the game using things like Turtles with computer craft. Um, you know, you can eventually graduate to code in the game and then you can kind of step to a meta level and go outside of the game and use some third-party tools like Learn to Mod where, where you can start affecting the game. Or if you know Java or you're learning Java, you can just, you know, pop open the hood and, and change the, the actual inner workings of the game. Um, but where I've spent a lot of my time recently in the past, well, it's, it's actually been about two years that we've been working on it, um, we have a very friendly re working relationship with uh, the creator of the Computer Craft Mod, um, who's a, a very talented programmer, a freelance Minecraft mod maker, and, and he's got a couple other projects uh, called Daniel Ratcliffe. Um, no, no relation. <laughs> um, and... He, he's a great guy, and he, you know, was very, very supportive of the idea. He, he didn't expect teachers to use his mod in school. Uh, it was, I think it caught him off guard, but he's sort of been very supportive of, of that uh, use of, of computer craft. So um, to put it in a nutshell, we started working with him to kind of add another layer on top of the computer craft that already existed out there um, that created a visual programming language. Um, you know, you're dragging around tiles in order to um, create programs and, and do different kinds of commands. And uh, we were really inspired, you know, we wanted to feel familiar to kids who are used to dragging little inventory items around in Minecraft. So, you know, it feels like you're doing inventory management, but you're actually coding the same turtles that, that Brendan was talking about. So you can do mazes, you can have the turtles build your house, you can have the turtles, you know, go mining in, down a hole and only come back if they find diamonds, uh, you know, all kinds of things like that. Um, but the beauty of it is it's very, very seamless to kind of graduate from the visual interface um, and, then, and then you can actually see the, the code that you're writing in Lua and when you're ready, um, you can switch over to Lua itself and, and code directly. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, it seems like, um, you know, something that we seem to all have in common is we have these kind of three layers that we all think are really important. We have the computational thinking, which I think we can all agree just playing Minecraft itself brings a lot of that out. It's that problem solving. It's the building things up. It's that you have a problem. You need to break it up into small pieces, that kind of thing. Um, and, and more specific things like using redstone to make circuits or things like that, which, you know, go into ECE, which eventually can go into bit manipulation and, you know, all this stuff. Um, my, my CS girl is coming out now. Um, but then we also have the actual coding inside of Minecraft, whether you're using a more visual tile, drag and drop type thing, or a programming language like Lua, and then there's the outside um, 
you know, Minecraft modding where you have quite a few options. Um, so for Learn to Mod, since it's my turn, um, basically, like I, I mentioned earlier, it's um, all on the browser. You can use what's called Blockly, which is very similar to Scratch, Alice, um, App Inventor, all the code.org tutorials, it's all, it's all the same under the hood. Um, and we have something similar, we call them drones, um, just because we wanted everything to be kind of robotic. Um, and drones are basically turtles that can go out and do things for you. But we also have modding that allows you to do quick effects. So you can say, strike lightning at the place of a certain player or a certain drone or a certain entity. Um, you can spawn an entity and then you can also do like AI and things like that. So, so these are all server-side mods that I'm talking about right now. You know, we made um, little sidekicks, little creepers that follow you around, and they'll attack people if they come near you. Um, and the way that we like to teach is we start everyone out in the block-based language, really not because it's necessarily easier. I mean, it is in terms of like you've all mentioned, you don't have to know the syntax and everything, but the concepts are still the same, right? I mean, it's it's really about loops and conditional statements and all this kind of thing, understanding you know, that, that computers read in a line and if it messes up, it did exactly what you told it to do, not what you wanted it to do, things like that, um, which I think plays into the computational thinking side. But we also allow students to quickly switch into JavaScript. Um, either partially they can put in JavaScript within their blocks or they can write 100% from JavaScript. Um, and so I, I think we all agree that this kind of quick to start, quick to see something, you know, you want to start coding, you make something and, you know, within 30 minutes you've made something and seen something awesome happen in a game you love, I think is is kind of the biggest key. Um, and with Learn to Mod, we also really, really support educators um, and, and want to support educators. So we actually give our software to educators for free. Um, it works with, with Minecraft. Um, and uh, the vanilla version, which, which Minecraft EDU has, um, has with it. And then um, we also have an in-browser kind of testing world. So if for some reason your school won't allow you to get Minecraft EDU yet, um, first of all, fight back. But second of all, um, you know, you can at least run it in the browser and start learning the coding so that when you do get that okay for, for Minecraft and Minecraft EDU, you can, um, you can start the kids off right away. Um, awesome, yeah, so it seems like we have some very similar things. What age can teachers start teaching kids how to code in Minecraft, or, or code at all, but code in Minecraft? Um, Joel, do you want to speak to it? Um, sure, I mean, there's, you know, you can get started very early. I mean, I had my kindergartner testing early versions of ComputerCraft, you know, last year. Uh, she's in first grade now. Um, and, you know, what she was doing was not terribly sophisticated. How much did she get from the experience? I, you know, I'm not exactly sure, but she was exposed to this, and in a way, there were things that we could do that were accessible even, even to her. Um, I find that if you're using something with a visual component, um, you know, second grade, third grade is, is a great entry point. The kids are starting to get... Um, sophisticated enough to understand these, some of the concepts you mentioned, conditionals and loops and, and, and things like that, uh, sequential actions, and, and, do, and, and, and run with it. And then I think middle school is often the sweet spot for anything Minecraft related, and, and, and with coding, that's no exception. Um, you know, they really are starting to make the leap to typed code um, 
you know, but they're still young enough that they're just completely 100% engaged in, in that Minecraft world. I can maybe... Find my mute button. <laughs> Go ahead, Brendan. Yeah, I was going to say, I could probably add on to that a little bit. Um, uh, it seems, it's, I, I think I agree with Joel that, like, that starting to make that, um, that leap from, like, a visual-based programming language into, you know, writing real code would probably happen in middle school. Uh, I, I would err on the side of late middle school, early high school um, for that, probably. Uh, in my experience, that's kind of what um, I've done. And um, it's interesting because, you know, I would say that a lot of tools out there... Um, are good at teaching those those sorts of things like syntax and, and kind of like well, here's a loop here's an if statement, um, but there's I think there's a lot like a lack of good education maybe even in the like college level around how do you creatively combine those things to actually get things done, um, and so that's kind of a, that was like a big goal of mine when I first started using ComputerCraft to uh, teach actually kind of high school age kids um, around tenth grade, uh, and I thought that. Still being in the game-based situation and, and having the turtles do you know fairly complex behaviors was like a really great way for them to start applying all of those little pieces of syntax and having to use multiple versions of those things and like nesting them together and all those sorts of kind of extra complex interactions. Um, and so it's really cool to be able to you know use a tool like that to uh, to get to get that creative combination. Um, once again, in contrast with say maybe a more more traditional uh, you know computer science uh, education, you know where you might 